Millennial Rant. I hope you had a great week. Today, I, I've kind of like talked a little bit about my educational history and my feelings on education and how the system works currently versus how it worked before versus how it looks like it's going to work in the future. But I haven't really gone into it and I've said that I would. I just haven't. And part of that is because it's kind of an involved story and I just, you know... I've lived through it and some there are times where I feel like I can live back through it again. There are times where I just don't want to. And it's not necessarily because I think it's lingering in me. It just is not a happy place to be in some instances. So I don't really like to go back on it. I was public schooled up until the ninth grade. And I, most of my public school education was not terrible. Um, We have a tendency to remember the bad things that happened to us in our past over the good things, uh, and especially over the mundane things. For the most part, my education, or I don't know about my education, we can get to that, but my experience in public school was fine. Uh, I started in a gate school in California. My brother, who's 16 months older than me, is a verified genius, like straight up, you know, 98th percentile level stuff. And my brother that's just younger than me is the same. And, you know, I have another, anyway, in my family of geniuses, I'm the dumb one. And I don't say that to like elicit sympathy or whatever. I'm not dumb. I just, in my family of geniuses, I'm, you know, the lowest level one. But uh, so I, I tested into a gate school. I didn't realize what it was when I was a kid because didn't, you know, don't really think about that sort of thing. But I loved the school. It was geared towards student learning and anything that you had an interest in, the teacher fostered, whatever that happened to be. And I don't remember much about that year other than I remember, I do remember Miss Lane. She was my teacher and she was amazing. And I actually wrote my first book that year. It was a uh, little construction paper booklet that, that we stapled uh, together. And it was like maybe six or eight pages about a fat cat named Stephanie who got lost in the city and she was looking for her family. So that was the, that was my first book. Um, yeah, so that was first grade. Second grade, we moved and I was at Scandia Elementary School in the second grade. I was ahead of my peers. So yeah, so I remember, I don't remember my teacher's name. I remember that she taught me cursive and I, I enjoyed that year pretty well. I made a lot of good friends and then our school shut down and everybody transferred over to Travis Elementary School, which was a new school. And that's where I was for third grade. And third grade must have been fine because I don't really remember it other than my teacher saying that I was behind in my reading and I was put in a... um, I don't know, a special reading class where, so I could get caught up. And I remember one of the books that she gave me to read was Owl Moon. And it was the only book that she gave me that I actually enjoyed. So then we moved up to fourth grade. We were still at Travis Elementary School, still had all of my same friends. My best friend at the time was Holly Bond, 
who unfortunately does not remember me, I found her on Facebook, and that's when I started to realize that my memory is probably different than most people's. But anyway, so I had, again, most of my experiences that I remember were on the playground. So that's really mostly what I remember about the fourth grade, other than my teacher. I remember her. I can't remember her name, but I remember what she looked like. She was kind of, she was, well, I mean, I was 10, so everybody was tall, but she, she was tall. She had like short, dark hair in a pixie cut. She loved frogs. Every, everything in the classroom had like, there were frogs everywhere. And I remember that she didn't like me. So we moved in the middle of the year. And this is the first time that this had ever happened. Never moved in the middle of the year before. And so we moved in the middle of the year from California where we were to Tennessee and I don't remember the teacher in that either. All I remember is that I was extremely behind academically, like extremely behind. Everybody in my fourth grade class in Tennessee was doing fractions and multiplication tables and division. And I, he was, I, I had only just been learning like addition and subtraction. We, I didn't even know what a decimal point was. I was like, what the heck is going on? So I was very behind. And I remember feeling extremely self-conscious because of how behind I was. So fifth grade. Now we come to fifth grade. This is where things really shifted. So I started out fifth grade really excited. I had a lot of really great friends who had just moved into the base. It was um, Lindsay, Ashley, and Eden. And Lindsay and Ashley were a year younger so they were in the fourth grade when I was in the fifth grade and, but Eden was in the fifth grade and she was also in my class. So that was really great. And Eden was super popular. Like you, you have no idea, like just one of those girls that just people gravitate to. And I really, I really liked her. She was great. I, I had, we had a lot of fun together. She was super into the Spice Girls, which is a whole nother story. So it started out normal. I don't know. And, you know, again, I was 10, oh gosh, 10, 11 at the time. So my sense of time is very skewed to me. It felt like forever that this was going on. Like I remember it as if it went on forever. This is Lynch. I will remember her until the day I die. She hated me. And I, I don't know why she assigned so much homework. Like, I'm not even kidding you. We had at least an hour worth of homework in every single subject, if not more. So I would get home at about four o'clock and I would sit down at the kitchen table and I would start doing homework. And at six 30, we'd clear the table, have dinner. And as soon as dinner was done, I would sit back down at the table and do homework. And I would do it with my parents and I would do it up until about 10 o'clock at night. And I never finished, never finished. And I would go to class and I would get in trouble for not finishing. She would get, she would assign me extra homework. I'd have to stay in class over recess to finish the homework that I didn't finish. And it was just, it, she, she talked to me just badly. Just the, the way that she spoke to me and the way that she treated me, the way that she, she looked down her nose at me, it was nerve wracking. I didn't know what I'd done. At least if I knew that I deserved it, 
then I would feel a little bit better about the situation, but I had no idea what I did. And it was really starting to just get to me. And I, I hated going to school. I'd never hated going to school before. I didn't necessarily always like school, but I never hated it before. And I got really good at faking sick. Like I could give myself a fever. I could make myself throw up. I could like, I was really good at faking sick and I must've faked sick. I don't know, at least like once a week. I, again, I don't know how long this went on, but it was for, for me, it went on forever. And it, it just put, she just kept pushing me and pushing me and push. And it was so much. And finally I just couldn't take it anymore. And I literally had a, a psychotic breakdown. Like I was, I remember very vividly, I was sitting at the kitchen table. My dad was TDY. I was sitting at the kitchen table. I was doing my math homework and there was a pro I, a problem that I got to that I just didn't understand. I did not understand it. My daddy wasn't there to help me. My mom didn't know. And I just, I broke. I started to sob hysterically and I cried and cried and cried and my, my mom w had me clear the table so that we could have dinner. We were having spaghetti. And I remember because I was crying so hard that I choked on it and I jumped up from the table and ran to my mom and she's, and she's like, you don't need the Heimlich. You're fine. And I just, I cried and cried and I, I couldn't eat anymore. And I went to bed and I cried myself to sleep and it was a Wednesday and I woke up on Thursday with a temperature of 104 and I was severely dehydrated and my, my mom just doted on me the whole day. And it wasn't, if it had just been Mrs. Lynch, it wouldn't have been so much of a problem, but it wasn't just her. So I didn't, I didn't say that she dropped me to resource math and she dropped me to resource English and I, I was not upset about that because those were two hours out of the day that I did not have to sit in Mrs. Lynch's cl classroom and have her pick on me. And I, like, she knew that I didn't know my multiplication tables and she took a, I, I don't know, perverse delight, I guess, out of calling on me randomly and asking me a multiplication problem. Even if we weren't in a, doing math at the time, it was awful. And we had a different teacher for reading. It was the teacher next door and I don't remember her name. I remember what she looked like, but I don't remember her name. And again, they're giving me all of these books to read that are just boring. And so she dropped me to resource reading because I wasn't getting my reading done. And I had to read out of a textbook, which I'm going to talk about boring reading, but it was a reading textbook. And so it had all of these short stories and plays and things like that. And there was one play that I just loved. It was called Miss Louisa and the Outlaws. And I would speed through my other readings so I could go back and reread this play again and again and again. That'll be important later, which is why I went back. Anyway, that teacher didn't like me either. And I, again, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why, but it was just, it was miserable. It was, it was absolutely miserable. So I had that breakdown. My mom went in and she talked to the teachers and she's like, look, my daughter is allowed to do 30 minutes of homework a day and that's it. 
So you better figure out what's the most important. And that's what she'll do. And they're like, well, if she doesn't do her homework, then we'll have to fail her. I'll have to fail her. And my mom's like, then fail her. I don't care. She's doing a half hour of homework. And she's like, well, it's not fair to the other kids if Cassie gets to do less homework and they don't have to do and, and they still have to do all their homework. And my mom's like, look, I'm not their mom. I'm Cassie's mom. And I'm telling you that this is how it's going to work for my daughter. But I can guarantee that the other parents are not going to be upset if their kids are bringing home less homework. So she finally relented and I was no longer barred from recess. I no longer had to go home and spend my life doing homework. I felt a lot better. She still hated me and probably hated me even more, but I felt a lot better. Now there were two things that happened uh, later in the year. One is that we started doing a family history assignment and my family, my, like both of my grandmas are like crazy into family history. So we had to find relatives that we didn't know about four relatives that we didn't know about on both, like two on each side of the family that we didn't know or four on each side of the family that we didn't know with the implication being that, you know, you would fill out your pedigree chart and get your great grandparents or something. And I knew my great-grandparents. I knew my great-great-grandparents. I knew my great-great-great-great-grandparents. I, my family history goes back to the Revolutionary War, okay? I had to go back way far to be able to find four ancestors on either side of my family that weren't already found. And so my family history book ended up being about this big because it's largely just like pedigree charts, right? But we also had pictures. We had pic I had pictures of my ancestors. I had, you know, recipes that they did. So we had to pick a recipe that was a family, a traditional family recipe. And like, there were a couple of different things that were inserted into the sign. Anyway, my book turned out being about this big and everybody else's is about this big, which realistically makes sense. And I got a C on that project because I did too much an overachiever. And so that was one thing. And I was really upset about that because again, like I did all of this work to be able to, you know, meet the assignment or whatever. It's fine. The other thing that happened is we did a class play and the play that Mrs. Lynch picked was Miss Louisa and the outlaws. I had this play memorized. I'd read it so much. So I tried out for the part of Annabelle and I went up there. I didn't have the book. They, uh, she gave me a scene. I did all of my lines and of everybody who tried out, she said she was going to give the part to Eden. And I was disappointed because I really wanted it. And I wasn't going to make a fuss because I wasn't that kind of kid. You know, I don't, I don't like confrontation. I never have, but Eden was like, that's ridiculous. Why would you give the part to me? I had to read out of the textbook. Cassie already has it memorized. And like I said, Eden was super popular. Everybody in class loved Eden. They didn't particularly like me. I'm, I've always been kind of a weirdo, but they loved Eden and Eden was my best friend. So Mrs. Lynch tried to push it. You know, she's like, well, Eden, I've picked you. And Eden's like, I'm not going to do it. And she's like, well, then I'll give it to, and everybody in class, said that they were not going to do it. 
all of the girls, because at, this was back in the day when we still had boys and girls. All of the girls said that they weren't going to do it, that I deserved it. And if I didn't get to do it, nobody was going to do it. And we weren't going to do the play. So she ended up giving me the part and I did play it. So that was fifth grade. And that was miserable. So sixth grade moved up to middle school. I was still in resource math and I was still in resource English. And it was fine. I didn't really have any issues. I did call one of my teachers mom that year. And that was really embarrassing. Seventh grade was fine. I don't really remember over much about, well, okay, that's not true. I had a teacher, uh, my home economics teacher was Mrs. McNabb and her son was Trent McNabb. And we'd been in the same class since fifth grade. And he was one of the popular kids and he didn't like me. Uh, so she didn't like me. I don't know. I don't know what it is that I do to make people not like me. I, it's probably earned. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. After in the summer between seventh and eighth grade, we moved to, um, Virginia and I went to battlefield middle school and I actually had a lot of fun that year. My science teacher was pretty hands-on. We did a lot of, um, experiments and things like that we we went they were like I guess they were kind of like mini units because we did chemistry we did physics we did biology it was a lot of fun I really enjoyed science class that year my math class I was in intermediate math I was finally taken out of resource I don't know if it's because I didn't have resource but I was taken out of resource. I was put in intermediate math and I loved it. Everything that we did, we did with props. So we would, uh, we had these scales and we had to balance the scales using black and white pawns. So it's like you had to get, you know, the X and Y, you had to get all of the Y's over to the one side and all the X's over to the other side. And that really like helped me a ton when it came to algebra. So I started doing really well in math. I was, I was taken out of resource English. I was reading a lot more cause I'd found things that I enjoyed reading. And so I was doing pretty good. I was doing pretty good in that year. And then I went in, into high school. So I only had two really bad years, fifth grade and ninth grade. So ninth grade. Just to summarize, because this is getting really long already. In the ninth grade, my history teacher was offering tarot card readings to students who did well on tests as like an incentive uh, when he wasn't checking out girls in the hallway. My science teacher asked my opinion on a essay assignment and then penalized me for having the wrong opinion about the assignment. It's, it was like, if you wanted me to regurgitate back the answer that you gave me, you should have said that you shouldn't have asked for my opinion. So there was that. Um, my math teacher was kicking kids out of class for asking questions because, and I quote, I don't have time for that. 
And my English teacher told me straight up to my face that I was stupid. I would never amount to anything. I would be lucky to graduate from high school and I would never go to college. So fun year. Uh, that same year, my brother, one of my brothers got sick and he wasn't able to go to school. It was a long-term sort of thing. And so my mom brought him home to be homeschooled. And when I found out, I was like, hey, jokingly, can I be homeschooled? And my mom's like, do you want to be homeschooled? And I was like, is that an option? And she said, yes, it is an option, but I can't give you what you have at school. I can't give you, um, cause I was in choir. We were a, I don't, we weren't a national level choir, but we were pretty high up statewide and I really enjoyed choir, but we, we could, it was, we weren't, that wasn't something I'd be able to do. This was probably around, it was, it would have been after Christmas. So it was probably in February or March. Like, you know, think about it, finish out the year, and then we'll, we'll decide from there. So I went to school on Friday and I, I don't know why there was this kid. We were even really, we were kind of friends actually. I don't know why he just suddenly decided that he was going to bully me. Um, hindsight, he probably liked me, I guess. Uh, but he, he was bullying me in the hall because we had, after lunch, we would all go and sit in the hallway waiting for the bell to ring so we could go to class because we had shift lunches. So we couldn't just go to class. There was a class in our class anyway. So we're sitting in the hallway and he's just being a jerk. He's just pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. And he started, and when he realized he wasn't getting a rise out of picking on me, he started picking on my friends. And how they were so dumb to associate with me because blah, 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 you know, dumb teenage boy stuff. I was getting so mad. So I, I, I do not condone this, but I did hit him and I hit him very hard. So I went home after school and I was like, I'm done. I don't, I don't ever want to go back there. This is no, I'm never doing this again. And I was like, okay. So she pulled me out and I started homeschooling and she came the, the my first day of my first official day, because she had to get my curriculum and whatever all in place. So I had about, I don't know, two weeks of lull time where I was just enjoying being free. <laughs> I slept in all the time. It was great. Uh, so my mom came in and she had this big stack of books and she set it down in front of me and she said, this is what you have to finish to be able to graduate from high school. It's like, I don't care if it takes you five months or five years. This has to be done before you are considered graduated and can take the GED. Because at the time in Virginia, I don't know if this has changed, but at the time you, there was no like withdrawing to be homeschooled. You, you could be homeschooled, but technically you had to drop out of school and then you took the GED to get the equivalency. So I'm technically a high school dropout. But so I was 14 and I just, I didn't want to do anything. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. So every now and then I would do school every now and then I would read what I was assigned every now and then I would do math, but I really didn't care. I didn't care at all. So I played around the whole rest of my freshman year, 
played around my whole sophomore year. I wrote a lot of fan fiction at the time. I was really interested in learning how to write and I, I wrote fan fiction a lot, read it mostly. And then I started writing like actual writing it and posting it and, and really getting into it, learned a lot. And then my junior year, my brother, who's a year older than me, was getting ready to graduate. And I was like, I guess I'll do that. So I went through the entire curriculum that my mom told me I had to go through in, th in three or four months. I did the GED prep and took the GED and graduated at 16 from high school. And I may or may not have worn my brother's extra cap and gown because we accidentally ordered two to his high school graduation and waved to that English teacher who told me that I would never amount to anything and be lucky to graduate high school. I'm a little petty. Anyway, so yeah, so after that, I went right into community college. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I'd always wanted to be an astronaut. That was the plan. From the time I was six years old, I wanted to be an astronaut. I had some asthma trouble as a child, but I'd largely grown out of it by 10. I didn't have any issues. And so that was, we, we in between um, graduating high school and starting college, my family moved again. We moved to Ohio, moved to Dayton, which is well known for aeronautics, Wright Brothers and that sort of thing. And so the community college that I enrolled into had an aeronautics prep program where we could learn, you know, all of the necessary components to becoming a pilot. So I enrolled in that. I cannot remember if there was a test. I can't, I, or if it's just something that you just decided that you were going to do. I don't remember, but whatever the case, I got into the program and I was, I had all my classes picked. I was slated to start and, and I was slated to start in September because they were on a quarter system. And that summer, my family had a family reunion down in Arkansas and I had an asthma attack, massive asthma attack. I didn't have an inhaler. I didn't have my parents cause I had gone with my aunt to pick up one of my uncles from airport. I didn't have my military ID card, which doubles as my insurance card. I didn't have anything that disqualified me completely from NASA, from the air force, which is the path I was going to go. I was going to become a pilot with the air force and transition into NASA. NASA, uh, and then become a shuttle pilot, which I guess, you know, works out because then they eventually shut down the shuttle program. So I guess, you know, silver lining, <laughs> I didn't know what to do because all of my life I'd been planning a specific path for myself. I knew exactly what classes I had to take. I knew, you know, what major I wanted to go into. I knew when I was going to start into the military I had it all figured out. And then all of a sudden I didn't have anything figured out. I didn't know. I don't, what was I going to do? So spent four years at a community college, didn't graduate. I ended up transitioning to a four-year university because my mom applied for the university for me and came in and said, congratulations, you got into this university. And I was like, okay, I didn't apply, but all right. So I went, um, to four-year university in Virginia, ended up settling on English with a minor in creative writing. And then I was 
determined that I was going to be an author. I was going to be the next JK Rowling. And so from there, I applied to uh, Creighton University. I got my master's of fine arts in creative writing. I did it after I graduated. I worked at a couple of colleges and then I did eventually get a teaching position at in a community college in Iowa. And then I realized that if I wanted to continue down this academic vein, I needed to diversify because I didn't have a name. I didn't have any publications to go with my MFA. I, I was, the only thing I could really do was adjunct and that was not going to pay the bills. So I went to BYU, got my master's of arts in mass communications. And that's where I found narrative communications and everything just kind of dominoed into place where I was able to take my creative writing background and apply it to the narrative communications theories that I was learning to be able to kind of develop this passion and, um, I don't know, specialty in narrative communications and how communicate, how stories affect people and create change societally. So then I enrolled at a university for a PhD in creative writing. And I, I still enjoy the writing aspect, but that's not my focus anymore. My focus is on the communications aspect. So I was only there for a semester and I was just like, this just isn't working for me. So I transferred to my current university where I'm getting my PhD in communications with an emphasis in narrative communications. So that's my educational background. Why am I telling you this? Public education is way worse now than it was even when I was there. You know, no child left behind was a terrible thing that happened. As opposed to raising the struggling kids up, it held the more, you know, academically gifted kids back. And it, it's just, I've seen, you know, what's coming out of the public system, school system right now. Like I said, I taught as an adjunct professor at a community college and most of the kids that I taught were high school kids, high school kids who were AP and half of them, half of them could barely write. And it was, they all like, they fought me on what was required on a collegiate level as, you know, acceptable work. And the, it was, they, they didn't understand it. They didn't know how to do it. It was baffling to me. And I, I basically had to take, you know, spend the whole semester breaking down what these kids had learned in high school to rebuild them with a mindset towards academic and career writing, actual writing that they're going to do throughout their lives, as opposed to this, you know, five paragraph essay with a, you know, thesis sentence and every paragraph starts with a topic. Like nobody writes that way. That's asinine. So it was, it was baffling to me. I had to change my entire teaching style, like 
the second or third class period because I realized that these kids had no idea what was going on. And that's when I realized high school is just a waste of time. Like public school in general is kind of worthless, but high school is an absolute waste of time. There is nothing that they teach you in high school that you cannot get in in a community college. And we've kind of gotten, gotten to a place as a society where you have to have a degree just to get a job anywhere because having a degree narrows down their candidate pool. So even if it's just an associate's degree, skipping high school or cutting high school short and going directly into college, so much better for your time because you can't really do anything with a high school degree anymore. It doesn't mean anything. The only thing that a high school degree is used for anymore, I, I, I mean, don't quote me because I can't say for sure, but I, it seems to me that the only thing a high school degree is used for anymore is so that they, you can get into college and you don't need one to get into the co- into college. Take the GED or, you know, graduate early homeschool. A lot of community colleges do like a, a homeschool co-op type thing where you can take classes at the community college. And a lot of colleges have a homeschool rate. So that's something to look into. It's just a waste of time. If you struggle with math, they have developmental math classes that you can take. If you struggle with English, they have developmental e- English classes you can take. Science, history, whatever it is that you're interested in, you can focus in on that with less time. Like they have an entire year of the exact same math, an entire year of the exact same English. Like why? That Why? What is the point of that? I really loved the quarter system because it was like, it was 12 weeks and it was like, bam, 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 bam. There was no time to not be busy. And I, I thrived. I enjoyed going to, to college. I, as one of the reasons I'm still in college, I would very gladly go to college until the day I die. Like once I graduate with my PhD, I already have plans to go to Ireland and get a master's degree in children's literature. I I just want to learn. I love it so much going out and discovering new things and how the world fits together in new and different ways. I couldn't do that in school. I couldn't. I was stifled or I was suppressed or I was pushed aside or I was bullied by, by students and teachers. And it was just, it was not a place I wanted to be. It wasn't fun. It wasn't enjoyable. It wasn't helpful. And if I hadn't started homeschooling, I don't know as I would be where I am. I, you know, it's entirely possible that my English teacher's prediction would be right, that I wouldn't have amounted to anything, that I wouldn't have graduated high school, and I never would have gone to college because my entire educational experience, all I knew were these awful people who told me I had to learn things I didn't want to learn that I had zero interest in, or if I had an interest in it, they suppressed that interest and told me I had to have a different type of interest. It was, it was obnoxious and I didn't like it. I hated it. I love college. I love the ability to explore and to learn. And basically the point of this is don't let the current system as it stands, hold you back. Don't let it dictate to you how you should learn or what you should learn or even why. 
you should learn. And, you know, that's the way that learning should be. You should enjoy the journey because it is, it's a journey. And, and we've gotten to the point where we're just like pumping kids out on conveyor belts, like these little robot children, and they're not learning anything. Like I said, a lot of them are coming out of high school now. They can barely read, never mind write. It's, it's a travesty. We used to be one of the best educated countries in the world. And now we're one of the worst. And there's no reason for that. Other than it's just boring. Nobody wants to do it. So stop doing it. Most of all, skip high school. And just go straight into college. Whether it's a four-year college, whether it's a community college. It will be so much better in the long run. Especially, you know, community colleges have trade options. One of the best things that you could possibly do is, you know, if you're going to high school, go to high school. But if you can dual enroll, dual enroll. Whether you're homeschooled, whether you're in public school, private school, doesn't matter. Dual enroll at the your local community college and get a trade. Something that nobody can ever take away from you. So that... When you go on and you get your career, if something happens, you know, if, you know, you decide you want to be a stockbroker and the stock market crashes and what are you going to do? Well, you know, 15 years ago, you went to school to learn how to be a carpenter. You can still do that. Nobody can take that away from you. So I'm a big advocate for trades, big advocate for community college, big advocate for student-centered education because that is what got me to where I am being able to focus on what I love and how I want to learn and be able to expand my horizons in that way I'm not done learning I will never be done learning and you know like I said I'm not I'm not everybody I'm not even I'm not even all that typical but I do know that if you love what you're learning you're going to better enjoy learning overall, especially if you're working towards something that actually makes a difference in your life. High school is not that thing. It's just not. So learn things you want to learn, learn how you want to learn, and don't let other people tell you what you can and can't accomplish because the only person who can decide what you're going to be and how you're going to get there is you. Hey guys, thanks for watching that video. If you enjoyed it, make sure you like, subscribe, and do all those things that you do when you enjoy a video. If you'd like to learn more about us at Moms for America or the Millennial Rant, you can visit our website at millennialrant.com or see us on our Instagram page at millennial underscore rant. I look forward to seeing you next week and I hope that you have a wonderful day.